Hello, everybody, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, December 28th, 2018. Raw and SmackDown are both pre-taped this week, thanks to Christmas, so don't expect much. As though they wanted to prove me right, immediately we open Raw with a night, uh, not almost said nightmare, with a night before Christmas parody. Yeah. Tonight we have Rollins versus Corbin, Elias versus Lashley, Balor versus Dolph versus Drew, and Ronda versus Natalia. Exciting, new, fresh. We open with Elias, so at least we're getting this miracle on 34th Street fight out of the way early. He is wearing a Santa hat, and he actually gets to finish his promo tonight. Match number one, Miracle on 34th Street Fight Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Renee makes me laugh right out of the gate, talking about how Elias is an artist and he comes out here and performs for us, whereas all Lashley does is, quote, come out here and flex his butt at us. What are we supposed to do with that, unquote? To which Corey responds, enjoy it, Renee. Good stuff. Corey then intimates that Renee is an alcoholic. Uh, I have to watch this on demand because my DVR hates me, so I'm not able to skip commercials. So with that said, fuck Todd Chrisley. Leo tries to hit a low-down-styled frog splash, but Elias gets the knees up. I comment on this only to say that Leo Rush's character is absolutely fucking annoying, but he's still a damn good worker. I then have to laugh again as Cole asks Corey what Leo got Lashley for Christmas, and Graves answers, a mirror and a personal oil plier i'm not sure he was expecting that question they then steal a spot from social media as leo hands lashley a gift which ends up being a box full of legos lashley tries to superplex elias into the legos but elias counters and knocks elias off the top rope and barely onto the pile of bricks they're inserting crowd shots that i can promise you were not taken at the time that they're inserted phrasing Leo goes through the table full of cookies, and then Elias finds a bowling ball in a present outside. He al-snows this ball right into Lashley's cock. Elias then finds a cello wrapped up outside, which he breaks over Lashley's back for the pin. Grade B. Not nearly as painful as 34th Street fights in the past. No one was dressed like Mrs. Claus, and nothing particularly stupid happened. This almost redeems this Christmas tradition. Of course, Elias then force-feeds Leo cookies and dumps the punch bowl full of eggnog over his head. Never mind! We're then promised Mr. McManta-Claus, and I am afraid. Match number two, Raw Tag Team Titles, Rude and Gable versus The Revival. Again, pre-tapes, so don't expect anything exciting to happen. Rude's robe says Glorious on the back. Gable's just says Gable. Should we call them Gablorious? Glorable? Maybe. I know the Revival don't win this match, but I'm hoping this is actually the start of something. And I still don't understand why Rude was brought up as a face when he was a solid heel on NXT. A great series of double-team maneuvers and false finishes leads to Dawson getting rolled up by Gable for the three. Grade A. Great match by all four of these guys. A nicely paced finish, plus it's revealed during the replays that Chad pinned the wrong guy. Wilder was legal, not Dawson, so that opens the door for a rematch. Backstage, the B-team try to sell a t-shirt to Apollo Crews, then the Lucha House Party make their list for Lucha Claus. Seems a bit late for that, no? We then get the NXT call-up vignettes again, including Chippendale's EC3. Ziggler then pretends a TV camera is a cell phone. Match number three, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. McIntyre calls himself Limitless in a pre-match promo, so expect Keith Lee to get called up any day now. 
Drew enters himself into the Royal Rumble, so he is our second known competitor on the men's side. Graves fucks up the ordinary man, extraordinary things line, and nobody notices. Stop it. Nice spot where Drew avoids the coup de grace, and Finns ends up rolling directly into a zigzag for two. Then Drew hits the reverse Alabama slam on Dolph, slamming him onto Finn, but that also only gets a two. Finn breaks up a pin with a coup de grace, which required a bit of a slow count by the ref, and then a coup de grace on Dolph gives Finn the victory. Grade A. An unsurprisingly good match by these three. The only awkward bit was that slow count that led to the finish. Drew then screams at Dolph for screwing everything up, and he ends up getting zigzagged for his troubles. The B team then sing more Christmas carols backstage. Then, McManticlaws. He announces that John Cena is returning to Raw and SmackDown. We're getting women's tag titles in 2019, and a cage match next week between Dolph and Drew. That's an odd way to announce the women's tag titles. Perhaps they're an afterthought? Anyway, also that segment wasn't as painful as I had feared since it was a studio segment and not in the ring. Match number four, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, and Alicia Fox versus Boss Hugs and Ember Moon. Oh, Christ. Can we please just get Mickey versus Ember one-on-one? Bailey teaches Ember the special dance to summon the Bailey buddies. It was kind of cute. Ember hits a head scissors on Mickey and Dana Dana yells, You leave her alone! Which proves that Dana has no fucking clue where she is or what she's doing. Bossy Moon Hugs wins thanks to the backstabber belly-to-belly combo. Grade B. Not nearly as bad as it could have been and Dana Dana and Alicia were barely in the match. The Riot Squad attacked the winners after the match. They then blame Corbin for everything again in order to promote the match between Corbin and Seth later on tonight. Paul Heyman is then introduced like Elias and sings a Silent Night parody about Braun Strowman. It is not great. Heyman promises that there's no chance that Braun wins the title at the Rumble, which sadly is true. Strowman then appears, puts antlers and a red nose on Heyman for some reason, and then promises to kick Lesnar's ass at the Rumble. If the WWE really wants to prove that they're listening to the fans now, they would put the title on Strowman at the Rumble, plain and simple. Then, during a replay recap of last week's gauntlet match, Graves calls Ember Moon the Sheenom. Is this a new thing? I... I don't like it. Also, I want to correct myself from last week. The sharpshooter that Natalia applied to beat Sasha Banks was actually kind of decent. Natalia is backstage with Charlie. Her makeup makes her look like a burn victim. Like, the, the blush or whatever on her cheeks is way too fucking dark. Match number five, Raw Women's Title, Natalia versus Rondi, Rondi? Ronda Rousey. During the intros, Ronda looks like she's about to cry. They've made no secret about the fact that Natty trained Ronda. They mentioned it in the pre-match promo with Charlie, but the beginning of this match really kind of looks like a practice match, as it were. Like, they're doing some of the spots in slow motion to make sure that they're done correctly. Ronda eventually makes Natty tap, then she looks like she killed a puppy, and then she cries. Honestly. Grade B. I wouldn't say this was bad, but there were some bad spots, like the awkward slowness at the beginning, which they quickly got past, and the weird post-finish emotional hugging and crying. Yeah, I mean, she's your friend, but you were still fighting to retain your title, and you didn't injure her in any way. I don't get it. Dean then talks only to the people sitting on the left side of your TV. Match number six, Heath Slater versus Jinder Mahal. Okay, so Heath is officially, get it, back on the main roster. Santa appears in the middle of this match and throws shirts to the crowd. This angers Jinder, who then loses by DQ when the Singh brothers attack Heath to break up a pin. Grade 
C. Mostly pointless, inoffensive, nothing to write home about. Santa then beats up Ginger and the Sings. $20 says that's Rhino. And surprise, Santa gores Ginger. Backstage, the B-team is on the 42nd day of Christmas, and they pass out from the exhaustion. Really. Then, yet again, vignettes for the NXT call-ups. Are they ever going to debut Lars Sullivan? Apollo Crews' Christmas wish is fucking stupid. Match number seven, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. I guess Baron doesn't get his wrestling gear back now that he's not even the interim GM. Uh, uh, a Seth penalty ends Corbin's night. Grade B. Not bad. Not bad at all. And I think Baron's chokeslam backbreaker is pretty cool. A nice main event. Overall grade for Raw is a B plus. A surprisingly solid, enjoyable episode of Raw on Christmas Eve. Turns out that not all WWE holiday episodes are garbage. Let's see if the trend continues on Christmas Day, shall we? Things are not looking up as we start with Truthy Claws and Carm Alpha. I swear to God. They completely butcher a seven-second carol break. Negative points. Thankfully, we are saved by militant environmentalist Daniel Bryan. By the way, where is the hot dog? Daniel is going to expose the real Santa Claus. See, Santa is the icon for our greed and consumption, and that's what's killing the planet. He does get Truth to admit that he's a joke, so there was that. If Truth wins the Royal Rumble, I may give up wrestling forever. Then, there's a dance break. But, we avoid negative points because Daniel just attacks Truth from behind. Daniel then hopefully cripples Truth with a heel hook after a couple of chop blocks. Match number one, Andrade Cien Almas versus Mustafa Ali. Why does Almas salute like he's in the Nation of Domination? So, Mustafa closed last week's SmackDown and opens this week's SmackDown. Do you think they recorded in chronological order? Almas pins, sorry, Ali pins Almas with the 054 and doesn't almost kill him. Grade A. Is anyone surprised? Both of these guys are fantastic. Mustafa continues his role. How long until he's U.S. champion? Joe continues to attempt Jeff's intervention. The cure, apparently, is a coquina clutch. Match number two, the Usos and the club versus Sanity and the new day? Woods is wearing an ugly holiday suit. Kofi is in one of those spandex bodysuits that looks like Santa's suit. And Big E is wearing Santa pants and is oiling his chest. Weird. They're actually doing commentaries. Turns out Sanity's partners are actually the bar. That makes more sense. Uh, a magic killer finishes off Cesaro. Grade B. Forgotten teams continue to shine. A nice move parade leading to the finish. But why bring the New Day out for commentary and then never cut to them? Unless I missed something. Of course, then they cut to the New Day, who celebrate by throwing pancakes backwards into the crowd. Then the NXT call-up package again. Backstage, Ali gets welcomed to SmackDown by most of the roster and then gets attacked by Daniel Bryan. Nice. And now it's time for Miz TV. Miz continues to beg Shane to be his tag partner. Miz says he's doing it for his dad. Miz makes his dad sound like a massive fucking douchebag. The crowd wants it to happen, so it happens. Finally. Again, those really feel like insert shots from different points in the show. Rusev then says it's his birthday and promises to win the United States Championship later on tonight. Match number three, Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy. Aw, Jeff's face paint is Christmas colored. The match ends when Jeff gets disqualified for not stopping the attack on Joe on the outside. Grade B. Good match. Interesting finish. We'll see what happens from here. Joe gets immediate revenge with the coquina clutch behind the commentator's desk. Backstage, Mandy Rose hits on Jimmy to piss off Naomi. Then there's mistletoe, because it's Christmas. Aww. Match number four, U.S. title, Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. If I didn't know the results going into this, I never would have guessed. 
Rusev wins with the Machka kick and is your new United States champion. Grade A. Great match. Hopefully the start of the resurgence of the U.S. title like we talked about uh, was it last week, two weeks ago. Whenever that, whenever this match didn't happen. Uh, Rusev's best days in the past were with the U.S. title, so fingers are crossed. Backstage, Vince goes senile, blames AJ for not being on SmackDown tonight, hello, and then tries to unleash AJ's inner Batista, so AJ punches a 74-year-old man. Vince smiles creepily as we end the show. That was weird. Overall grade for SmackDown, B. As always, another solid, entertaining episode of SmackDown, plus a nice surprise title change for good measure. 205 Live this week was just a best of, so onwards and yonwards to NXT. Tonight, Heavy Machinery challenged for the tag titles, and we'll name the number one contender for the women's title. Match number one, the number one contender for the women's title. Io Shirai versus Lacey Evans versus Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. I always forget that Shirai wears a mask to the ring. She's like the Lady Avatar. Why am I wearing the genie pants? Yim almost misses a suicide dive on Belair when she catches her feet on the ropes. Io then gets whipped by Evans and kills Belair by leaping over the ropes and onto her and squashing her head into the floor. This match marks the most natural-looking I'll-hold-the-opponent-you-kick-the-opponent-but-the-opponent-ducks-and-you-kick-me-instead spot I've ever seen. Given that Shirai is the one currently feuding with the horsewoman, she has to win here, right? We then get a couple of convoluted double-team maneuvers by Shirai and Yim that don't really make sense in the context of a fatal four-way match. Shirai is then late on a save after a woman's right and makes the ref look like a moron. Belair then pins Evans for the victory, and I am quite surprised. Grade B. Quite good, but a couple of awkward moments bring it down a slight bit. I feel like there are better ways to end Belair's undefeated streak than at the hands of Baszler. Anyway, match number two, Mitch Taverna versus Jackson Riker. I feel like Taverna would be more comfortable facing Dijakovic. Maybe that's just me. Riker wins. Duh. Grade C. Typical enhancement stuff. Ciampa lobbies for Gargano to get a North American title shot at TakeOver. Undisputed Era are still in the back of that box truck. The tag title match is next. Next week, the NXT Year-End Awards and Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. Match number three, NXT Tag Titles Heavy Machinery versus The Undisputed Era. I have no notes on this match because I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Era win and retain their belts thanks to a boot-to-the-face Russian leg sweep double-team maneuver on Otis. Grade A. This is the best that I have seen Heavy Machinery. I still don't think they should be called up just yet, but this match was really good. Overall grade B. Happy end of 2018, NXT. You're still the best brand in the company. Overall grade for the week... B+. Despite them being pre-taped, this week's main shows were both really good. We'll see what New Year's Eve brings for Raw next week with that cage match. That is it for making the grade for this week, and I short one thanks to 205 Live not happening, really. Keep your podcast aggregators pointed at the Rundown Wrestling feed for all your favorite wrestling podcasts featuring Jason Troy, Jeff, Sal, and myself. I think 2019 is going to be a big year for us, so stay tuned. And I will be back next Sunday with another episode of Making the Grade. Blurch.